Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I am so happy to be continuing with the See Something, Do Something series. And today, I'm super excited to have Catherine Wells with us. You'll remember that I'm featuring people all around the country who saw a pressing need and then did something about it. I wanted to do this series because we all have choices, choices, choices about where and how we use our life's energy. Seeing so many people doing such powerful things inspires me. And I want to tell their stories. I want to inspire you too. So today I'm with Catherine Wells. She's the founder of two organizations that are having powerful impact in senior living and in senior care. Serenity Age is an app that allows patients, their families, and their healthcare providers to have access to all the same information on one platform to improve the continuity of care. She developed this platform in 2019, I think it's 2019, and it's just taken off and soared since then. Senior, senior living communities and senior healthcare providers all over the country are using it. Now, I want you to know about her other endeavor too. It's called Mavericks of Senior Living. It's a podcast and a video channel that ignites innovation in senior care. Mavericks is working to change the entire landscape of senior care by dispelling myths and giving real practical tools for change. Welcome, 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 Catherine. At long last, I got you here on the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. <laughs> I, I am so excited and I love this series, See Something, Do Something. What a fantastic series. Well, it's fantastic because of people like you who are seeing something and doing something. So <laughs> thank, thank you. Well, thank you, because a lot of days I feel crazy. <laughs> like, oh, no, what did I get myself into? But then I normal? keep doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, I know that I gave sort of an overview to Serenity Age and Mavericks. I don't think I did that great a job. So just tell us about yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you gave a great overview. Thank you. My background really is in high tech. I was a, a software executive for years, my whole career. I'm a total gadget girl. I'm an early adopter on everything. And I, I uh, did product marketing and sales and um, product management to very technical people. So um, IT, software developers, and I will say that in 2011, um, I came in after I came into the office after New Year's and a friend of mine uh, who I worked with came in early as well. And we both kind of looked at each other and said, you know, how was your New Year's and and had a little chat. And then I said, you know, what I really realized over the holidays is I want to do something more meaningful with my life, selling IT software great. It pays the bills really well. Uh, it's a lucrative career, but it's not fulfilling my soul. And mm. she said, I had the same realization. And here we are 2023, 20, 12 years later, both of us are in senior care. And little did I know at that time that after that conversation, a year later, my mom would be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And that really began my journey. So mm -hmm. I, I spent 
10 years, um, almost 10 years as a family caregiver, juggling my, you know, sandwich generation stuff, juggling my own life, juggling a new marriage at the time, a blended marriage and um, my, my demanding job, my, our, our kids, and then my parents. And it, mm-hmm. it floored me. I had no idea that it was going to be so time consuming and not that it was a bad time consuming, but it, it struck me as, oh my goodness, nobody's prepared for this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, over time I realized, okay, I can do something about this. In the beginning, I was just kind of in shock, like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> what? I have to do what? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm woefully unprepared for this. <laughs> yeah. As many people are when they have to fall into, leap into um, the caretaking role for whether it's a parent, a sibling, a child, because there's all kinds of reasons that we wind up as um, caretakers. I was talking to a friend this morning about a mutual friend who has an adult daughter who has um, some pretty significant mental health issues and at some point in her life is going to have to be in a care facility as, you know, she's in her, she's, in her fifties now, but at some point that's going to be a real thing for her siblings to have to, to do and to deal with. So, you know, we wind up in these caregiver caretaker roles for all sorts of reasons and for all sorts of people that we love. Yeah, we do. You're right. Um, And I have a brother who has a mental illness that um, he's, he's pretty productive in life and, and functional in life, I should say, but my husband has a brother with the same, uh, mental illness and he has lived on the streets of New York and is now 60, no, he's 72, sorry. And there, and in a place where he needs to be in a home mm-hmm. and getting care. And so I'm, I'm supporting his family through that. And it's tough. Mm-hmm. It is tough. It's hard enough when you have an older adult in your life who even wants to go to senior living or has made all the plans and is prepared for it. Um, and then sort of the other end of the spectrum is, you know, someone with a mental illness who does not want to go is yeah. it just complicates everything. So we it just does. do the best we can. That's what I tell people. Meet them where they are. And do the very best you can best every you can. day, every moment. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And you may make a different decision tomorrow, and that's okay. Yep, you're allowed to. Yeah, You're allowed to make a different decision. So yeah. I'm curious, was Serenity your first startup? It was my first startup. So I have worked in startups. Um, so I've had all of the jobs. I've had the, the corporate job with Hewlett Packard back in the 80s when it was you know, a great company to work for. And then I went to a startup shortly after that, and I fell in love with startups. I like to wear a lot of hats. I like to make things happen. And in a large corporation, and large corporations have have their place. I got great training. I learned so much from Hewlett Packard that I could take with me. But what I learned is I don't want to be in a slow moving sort of be a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. I want to be a mover and a shaker and Mm -hmm. I have to, it's my soul. I just, I have to. So I've always been kind of, you know, at the executive level, sometimes second in command, but never ran my own Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. startup. And it's very, very different when you're the one in charge. (laughs) (laughs) 
It always looks so easy when you're on the outside, right? I can't believe they made that decision. (laughs) And then you take the seat and you go, oh, I get why they made that decision. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So my first startup, and here's the fun thing, Joanne, I I was 50 years old when I decided to do a software startup. I love it. You know? I love it. Because you can reinvent, redefine, you know, any at any age, at any stage along the life course. So I love that. I love that. I love that. I think we put so much emphasis on youth and young people and the millennials and all their contributions. And we forget everybody who's got life and breath can make a contribution and can reinvent themselves and write a new chapter. So, you know, I see on those lines, I see so many women in about their late 40s, early 50s, doing something new, reinventing themselves mm-hmm. and and taking on big challenges. And I think that is a fairly new trend in maybe the last 10, 15 years. Hmm. It certainly wasn't something that my mom's generation did. No, 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 not my mom's generation either. Yeah. So I want to ask you... I know about your your personal story related to caregiving for your parents. I knew about that. Were there other things that were happening in your life or in the world or in your community that propelled you or inspired you to do Serenity and Mavericks? Yeah. So for Serenity, it it really was talking to people as I was juggling and you know, this is again part of my personal story, but I'll tie it uh, to what we're talking about here. Um, I realized over time that I juggled 37 different providers for my mom and dad's care that didn't talk to each other and didn't talk to me. And that was really hard because I was holding the purse strings for their their money. It was their money, but I was power of attorney and I was the one deciding um, where their money got spent. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really a tough one. And all we want is good care for our loved ones. So the more I talked to other people in my situation, I realized we all feel like we're alone. We feel like we're the only ones going through it. We know logically there are other people out there, obviously, because there are 39 million people who are caring for older adults in the United States. 39 and million? 39 million. Wow. Yep. I know. (laughs) So, and and it doesn't mean they're doing it full time. They're probably like me, you know, keeping down, keep holding down a a full time job and dealing with your own life and dealing with your, uh, with your parents. Um, But as I talked to people and I realized every one of us feels like we're alone and we don't have a good place to go for information. Um, And there are places that you can Google that will give you information, but Um, it's not really designed to help you. It's more designed to help them. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there's more places now that are higher quality. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and I won't say any names, but uh, there are some places now that are much higher quality, but that's when I said, you know, we've solved the problem of disparate teams communicating in the tech industry. Why can't we solve it here? And it is a very different problem in senior care because, as you know, senior care is really a blend of three different industries, and they are all at odds with each other. And that's real estate for senior living, um, hospitality. If you think about independent living, they're looking for the amenities, they're looking for the pool, they're looking for the activities, and then healthcare. 
And that is healthcare is more on the skilled nursing side when you're, you know, pretty um, much in need of consistent care. But then there's this whole continuum in between that is assisted living Mm -hmm. and assisted living was never intended to be healthcare at all. It was intended to have somebody there to assist you in your activities of daily living. So again, a term that I only learned as I got into the industry, but you know, everyone who is in is caring for an older adult should know what those are. So we we decided to, we didn't decide. Here's the funny story. One day I came home, I said to my husband, who by the way is a serial entrepreneur and a software engineer, I said to him, Oh my gosh, I know I can solve this problem. And it is a massive problem. And he said, All right, let me just build you a quick prototype and go see if you can sell it. So he did, and I did. <laughs> and then we went, Oh my goodness, I just sold it. We have to build it. <laughs> and Serenity was born. And Serenity was born. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a learning experience. It was so much learning. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, anything new should be. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, and that's, Part of the reason that we start new ventures is to learn and to grow and to morph into our next, whatever our next is going to be. So yeah, it's I've exciting. got it. It is. It's very exciting. I have a, a curiosity question tying the app that connects caregivers to the family and to the resident. What's the impact that you're seeing? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> particularly on the, the, I'm most concerned about the people, the aging population, the older adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So o- older adults. So the, um, so Serenity connects the family members, the older adult and their care providers all together. So everybody knows what's happening at any given time. So very, very transparent communication. There are times the older adult actually isn't in the conversation and that is, um, you know, my mom was in memory care and was nonverbal for the mm-hmm. last two years of her life. So um, it impacted her and impacts many people in memory care who are in a community that use Serenity by providing them with better care. They don't mm-hmm. know that, but they're getting better care because family is collaborating on a very regular basis with the care team mm-hmm. and everybody knows what's happening. So family can make better, well-informed decisions. For someone who is in assisted living, or even independent living, it connects them to the world outside. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even think I've updated you on this, but we have a new capability with Serenity. We started with mobile and web apps, um, which allow you to message uh, securely, HIPAA compliant, and organize your information into channels of communication. Um, and then we released a smart assistant app. So it's the same app, but it also now works on smart assistants. And the reason that's important is because um, take Alexa, for example, if you're in a senior living, Alexa for senior living is a closed secure network with Serenity running it. And in that case, this is how it impacts older adults. They have a connection to the world that they wouldn't otherwise have. And it's not your off the shelf Alexa. You could do that. That's great. But the closed secure network allows them to have a um, telehealth visit with their doctor. 
to video call with their families, to video call with their friend down the hall and make plans for dinner. I love Um, it. It also pushes content to them on a regular basis that shows them what the next upcoming activities are, what's coming up for dinner. They can ask Alexa these things. And so the impact that we see is truly we had a gentleman who had just lost his wife and we were rolling out the the um, smart assistant for serenity in his senior living and when we rolled it out in in to him and we started to train him he started to cry and he said my wife used to do all of these things she would be so happy that i have someone like this smart device to take care of me now or to help me and you know to me that i i get a little teary cuz I know what that pain is like to lose somebody and and then to feel so lost and alone and then feel like you have a connection and that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Oh, I love how you are continuing to add on to the product and add on in ways that are meaningful to the, to the end user. I love that. I love that. I love that. So what advice would you give someone who sees a need in their community, in their profession, in the larger world. They see it, but they don't know what the heck to do. What advice would you give them? I would start by talking to people about it, um, finding out. So uh, one of the things that I had to do was find out, I knew this was a problem for me, right? I knew that it was frustrating that I couldn't communicate, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know if it was a problem for other people, and I didn't know if it was a problem the industry would want to solve. Mm. And if no one's going to pay you, it's it's still worth doing if you have the time to do that and not get paid. But if you're going to make this your livelihood, you need to figure out who's going to pay for it. And if it's a problem that causes them enough pain that they're willing to pay for a solution. Mm-hmm. I like that. Talk to people, make sure that it's viable. That's yeah. yeah make sure this is viable because yeah. sometimes people have these passion projects and it's wonderful, but if you need it to be a component or a piece of how you earn your living and it can't be, then we have to have reality on that. We do. So, and the, let me add one more thing because this is really important. I think in, in that um and that there's a concept that is um, fall in love with the problem, not the solution. So Explain. lots of entrepreneurs will say, I have, I've solved that problem. Here's my solution. Here's my software. Here's my whatever. Here's my solution. But that may not be exactly the problem that needs to be solved. Mm-hmm. So it may solve some problem, but if the entrepreneur is not in love with the problem they're trying to solve and the people they're trying to solve it for, then they're just going to keep pushing their solution and not be connected to what's changing in the industry. Okay. And that's why we came out with the, the smart assistant, because we learned that the messaging component has real value and is foundational to everything. And we could do even more good with um, with the the ability for people to stay connected in a way that works for them when they're uh, independent enough to do so. And it helps keep them independent. I like so that, that was us falling in love with the problem. The problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And I've never heard that before. So thank you for that. Fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Yep. It opens so many more doors to so many different solutions. Yeah. So 
I am so appreciative that you came on to the oh. See Something, Do Something series. And I want you to come back. I want you to come back to explain how you made it happen. And then I, I think I'd like for you to come back to talk about real impact. So the how is what I'd like for you to talk about if you're open to coming back. You got it. I would love it. I love this. It's such a great series and I'm honored that you invited me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.